0: what up everybody it is 10 a.m in the district of columbia and it is 7 a.m all of 7 a.m
3: 7 a.m in baby.
0: las vegas nevada me and b mitch radio row super bowl 58 right 58 yeah super bowl 58 L V I I I. um i am on the verge of losing my voice but I dialed it back. I went to bed last night. I went to the concert. And I you sound home. worse
3: today than you did all the other times.
0: Well, I'm on the verge of losing it.
3: Well, Landy, I'm on the verge of jumping through the phone and fighting you because you didn't send us a show sheet. You yeah, just, Landini. You just sent us uh, did send some, us some a, damn
0: caller thing. A Joe Bonamassa read. My oh, guess did I not is, attach
4: it? My guess yeah, is meant yeah, to attach yeah. That's yeah. why show I want to fight sheet. you, Landy. I'll fight you first, though, B. <laughs>
0: uh, B. B, Brian Mitchell is a raging Cajun, has uh has that Louisiana blood coursing through his veins that tends to make him run hot and always be willing to fight. Yeah. It is 7 a.m., and I've been here 10 minutes, maybe 15. No, we can't go 15. 9, 8, okay. right. That, yeah, that, that deal. You've threatened to fight everyone that we've talked to technologically? Just Jeff and Landfield. What about Phillips? I did threaten to fight him. I like Phillips. Yeah, but you kind of threatened to fight him.
3: No. He he just said he had Randy Moss coming on. I got excited. (laughs) Then he told me he had some damn horse racing man coming on. That's not really Randy Moss.
0: So I feel bad for white Randy Moss because it (laughs) kind of went viral the other day when he was on with, uh, I think it was Boomer Sizens' radio show, and they were really excited to have Randy Moss on. Uh And then it was the white Randy Moss (laughs) that wants to talk about horse racing. um, which You got Moss don't mean you got the same thing. (laughs) Dude, you know what I realized? And I, it, my, you know my boy Papa. His kids is how I learned this. When you were a kid, did you play 500 where you just throw the football up and everybody's got to run for it and you say it's 50 points, 100 points, whatever?
3: No. Really? We call it a different name. What would you call it? Some type of hot potato or some some crazy name like that.
0: I, I'm shocked that you came up with some crazy name. Yeah. Jeff or Lanfield, did you guys play 500 as kids?
3: I think you just made that game up.
0: Jeff, please, God, help me out. Yes, I
2: played 500, <laughs> Thank man. you. Jeff.
0: Jeff
3: didn't play no damn 500. J-Dogs forever. <laughs> Jeff would say stuff just to say, he you don't know, damn, no, damn man, 500. Whole,
2: no, we were outside. Jeff
3: played 250. We were outside. Yo, he, he was always
0: half we were, short. We were outside, and you played 500 because you could have three kids, eight kids, somebody would throw the ball up in the air, and they'd say 75, 150, 25, Catchy.
2: whatever. Yep.
0: You know what they call it now?
2: What? Moss.
0: They call it moss. Yeah,
2: now nah, we like, play moss too, JP. Well, my generation did. What is moss? Moss is somebody throw it up, and you it, whoever moss the person, they're now the person to go back and throw the ball back up. It's solely just catching the ball over someone. All
0: right. Well, it, it speaks. It speaks to Randy Moss's cultural impact that kids play a game based on his last name. Yeah, I mean. That's a bad dude. Yeah, it is. Now, perhaps Jeff and his friends, and my boy Papa's sons, play that because of Randy Moss, the white dude that talks about horse racing. Yeah, but my guess is it's I think the that's why Jeff did it. Yeah, Jeff did, did the white Randy Moss that talks about horse racing have a big impact on your life.
2: <laughs> yeah, he he really did.
0: <laughs> um, uh, so what we've learned now in. Well, we learned that that voice is
3: kind of like a bad phone. Bro, I'm
0: I'm going to get through today. <laughs> I'm going to go home. I'm going to sleep. I can't tell you how ready I am to get the hell out of Las Vegas, Nevada. Um,
3: I don't think it has nothing to do with Nevada. It's all about J.P. Finley. No, dude, I ha-
0: last night I took care of myself. You did. But you, you had taken care of yourself prior to taking care of yourself. The only night it got away from me was Tuesday night when I played blackjack, lost a bunch of money and went over the threshold, we'll yeah,
3: say. Yeah, I'll say. Since then,
0: I've been good. I guess that was only one well, day. Well,
3: I don't know, but, like, something like the last night was worse than Tuesday to me. You know what was
0: helpful <laughs> is coming in this morning and just all the equipment working.
3: Yeah, I was here early to make sure of that.
0: I'm sure that's why you were here early.
3: Yeah, I came here early. I called landfill and I talked to him make sure he could let me know. He said, I'm not in the studio yet, be Mitch. Well,
0: Landini doesn't
3: get in there till
2: I don't care. five he's,
3: minutes. He, when order. he knows that we have issues, he's supposed to get there
0: earlier. Yeah, um,
2: you didn't well, have issues though.
0: <laughs> Maybe Lenny knew we were in business. So I, uh, I, went I to thought the, he set up the uh, rip cord yesterday. I went to the sphere last night. <laughs> let's not start. Let's not start accusing people of who ripped up our cord. I think I. I, I, I when I was ranting about the sabotage, I was kind of just doing a bit, folks. I was kind of just and He assent. was getting
3: texts. When you start getting texts you don't say no <laughs> names, guilty.
0: <laughs> I think the cord just broke. Um, B, I want to no, know. B. Mitch just found a giant roll of tape. It's going to be fun right here. I, I mean, nobody loves using tape on the radio more than Brian. <laughs> um, I want to talk about going to the sphere last night. Jeff, as a musician – I think you would be really He's stoked. i like interested. I, because what they're doing, what they're doing from a musical platform and like immersing it with the visual, it, it's really remarkable. I, wa- I want to get into that a little later in the show. Um, but it got me on this music kick thinking B, the last two Super Bowls have been Rihanna last year. Mm-hmm. And then Dre and Snoop the year before. Mm-hmm. This year you've got Usher.
3: You got it. You got it bad.
0: Do you think it will be better?
3: I think Usher will be better.
0: You got. I thought Dre and Snoop were way better. than I thought Rihanna. Dre and Snoop but were, were good. Like I think
3: Rihanna. I, I like her, but I think it was a little. It was stoical. low energy. I think Usher is going to give you a. He's an entertainer. I think you're going to get a little entertained more. You know, but like if you're not like you and you're just in love with Rihanna, you're, gonna, you're probably going to knock him <laughs> a little bit. But I think Usher is as good a – Usher and Chris Brown in this in this day and age are probably as the closest to what Michael Jackson could do on the stage. They entertain the hell out of you.
0: I am – It's fairly well documented. I mean, Rush
3: and, uh, but Usher can't shake his booty like Beyonce, so he's going to be better than Beyonce than me.
0: I'm less interested in his booty. I can tell you that much. <laughs> um <laughs> – <laughs> what what I think is going to be remarkable, there, there's a well-documented history that I don't know song names, right? Very much. I, I recognize the songs.
3: Hey, I, hey Jeff, he absolutely, he loves the artists. He just don't
0: know their songs. Um, I don't. I won't say that I love Usher. I like Usher. I think he's clearly a hell of an entertainer. Jeff, I, I will defer to you on this. Do you think Usher will be better than Rihanna last year?
2: I know he will.
0: I, I do, too, I know he honestly. Will. I thought Rihanna was really low energy last year. What do you, you think Usher will be better than Dre and Snoop two years ago? And I don't want to shortchange anybody. Mary J was Mary there. Jack? 50 came yeah, out. 50 I think came Eminem out. was
2: there. I think the only thing that will make that, makes that show more exciting is the fact that they had all them people there because of Dre and Snoop and how they impacted the hip-hop world. But for a solo act? I think that Usher might give us one of the greatest uh, halftime shows. It, it might go down as one. Are there any collaborations planned with it? That's
3: what I'm saying. He, he hadn't, they haven't announced those things. And oh, we uh, a know. lot of people are worried about that. So,
2: Ooh. actually, they, Apparently uh, Jeff knows. they just uh, released, like, a trailer. I think it was Ooh. last night. Who? Um, the Apple Music. They had Ludacris and Lil Jon and uh, Taraji P. Henson on a – on, like, a, a okay. call, like, where's Usher? So, that might be a hint right there. We we know. Hey, Taraji, Taraji,
0: got, she got some vocals now. Is Taraji Henson related to Jim Jim Henson? I don't think so.
2: Yeah, I don't i you try don't you trying to call it like a Muppet? Yeah. Jeff, do you know who Jim Henson is? Not at all, but since. The Muppet B, show. I was about to say, B just said the Muppets.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but Taraji and uh, Color Purple, this new song, they, she sung a lot of the, the songs and all that they were playing she was shook avery
0: we are clearly fans of ludicrous on this program so mm-hmm. that's exciting to me landville do you think the halftime show will be better than rihanna last year
4: uh i think it'll be exactly the same at least for me
0: does that mean you just won't watch it
4: i don't watch uh nfl halftime shows no i watch football
0: what so what are you going to do it's like a 45 minute halftime
4: uh, make some snacks, take a nap. Uh, I could brush my teeth, floss. Anything, real? Do some laundry. Really, anything other you're, than watch the Super Bowl go halftime show? You're
0: gonna floss shows. during halftime of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I
3: wish. I would get up, go floss. I
4: will. I would do that. <laughs> I should before, come
3: to your house and fight you for sure. Before I would
4: watch one minute of a Super Bowl halftime show.
3: I mean, you could also send like the the show sheet. And
4: I, time. I I would if it, if I could log onto a computer here in less than 25 minutes, I would send it.
0: What's great, though, is Landini did send us the email with the show sheet by the head of the show.
3: There's no show
0: sheet. <laughs> um, I, listen, Lord knows I like throwing blame around for things. I'm not going to put this on Jim Andrew Mullins the 10th. I'm going to put this on truly what are probably the world's worst collection of computers in the Odyssey offices at 1015 Half Street. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. The, the only thing worse at that place is probably the chairs, which is really saying something because it's chair great.
3: No, our, our, our room is good now. They got three good chairs in our room. Yeah. Yeah, I'm serious. They got rid of the ones that lean, lean, lean back.
4: Yeah, but you guys haven't been here to defend them for the last three days, so they're probably gone by now.
0: What is the vibe in the office? Does anything smell uh, incredibly bad?
4: It's, well... Wow. It's so yeah, quiet Jeff. and peaceful.
0: <laughs> just because B and I aren't there? Yeah. yeah. Boy, I tell well, you. Grant's not there. I wish I could have said what I wanted to say just now. I'm guessing but Grant usually comes in about uh, about, about, about noon and does work. About one work. hour within, into our show? hmm But Grant usually just does work. You and I, we do tend to make a racket, B.
3: No, you do. Ah.
4: I
0: just walk in and sit down. I, Lamp Hill, can you tell a little truth here? Beamish
4: frequently fights people during commercial yeah, breaks. Dude.
0: <laughs> Who? Jeff? Jeff. Stallion.
3: Yeah, Jeff is, Jeff is like that little, little hold brother. On, that hold on hold, on, hold
2: on, hold on, hold on. The, noise <laughs> the hell out of you. Beamish get beat up by Jeff and Briggs. Well, uh, it's, we know, it's not we know, a fight. We know that you, you're lying
3: well. Whenever you start lying, then we know you're well.
0: Um, I think you guys will all be happy to know I just got a text message from a very powerful person. Um, my wife moments ago, just texted me your voice. (laughs) Oh, Hey, Lauren, I told him he didn't listen. And our dear friend, Greg has a suggestion. Um, I don't think that's going to help my voice, Greg, but what's his suggestion? Just get baked. Just (laughs) just get stoned and get through the day. Um, I don't think that's the answer, Greg, but I'm a true professional. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, B, I had to do a prediction yesterday for NBC4. Are you ready to pick this Super Bowl? Yeah. You've been on the Chiefs all along, right? Kansas City. Why? Because I like them.
3: I think that the hype around San Fran, and I listened to Chris last night, and Chris was on point. San Francisco's defense has been porous over the last three to four games. Uh, Armand, Ross, St. John ran through and all around them. And I believe if Kelsey and his crew can start doing the same thing and the, the all of the, the Chiefs' problem early on, not that they weren't open, they just couldn't catch. They were eating buttered popcorn before every game. If they just, if they, the Chiefs can do the same things they've been doing and San Fran's defense in the secondary continues like it's been, and they haven't been getting as much pressure as we think. It's going to be a problem for them because the better part of Kansas city right now is not their offense. It's their defense. And I think if they can disrupt the, the, the easy pocket that uh Brock Purdy deals with, they're going to have problems.
0: It's really going to be a fascinating game. And I read a stat. I think Warren sharp put this out, which I saw Warren earlier this week. It was good to catch up with him for a minute. Um, Christian McCaffrey generally, I mean, dude generally kills it, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, the numbers, everything would support that he's just a monster. But when he does struggle a bit, it's generally when he's getting hit in the backfield. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs, as disruptive, I, I would say they're really disruptive in the pass game to quarterbacks, timing, all that stuff. And their linebackers tackle well. And I think their corners, their secondary, tackle yeah. pretty well.
2: Sneed.
0: Yeah, they can all play. But they generally don't get a lot of TFLs in the run game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they're not creating a lot of contact in the backfield. If I'm Kyle in this game, especially knowing 28-3, to 3, which we all know all about, and then knowing... I mean, they had LeVille. Look it up. Weren't they up ten in the fourth quarter against the Chiefs four years ago? Mm.
4: Yeah, I mean, they they definitely had a situation where they just needed a stop on like fourth and thirteen and couldn't get it.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were. I, I believe they were up ten, at least in the second half, a couple of years ago mm. a, against the Chiefs. I think the path for them to win here running. Run the ball. Make this a heavyweight fight because... But it,
3: can Kyle do that? I don't yeah. know. Uh, it, San Francisco
4: it, is up 10 going into the fourth quarter.
3: Yeah. Is the, like, like, the thing about it, we, we, we praise Kyle, we praise his tree. But in big moments, he's faltered. Totally. Can he go against his ego and care about just the team winning instead of how good
0: it looks for him? Has that changed in now a divisional round and an NFC title game where they were down and came back in both of those games.
3: Yeah. One of the games they just they went past a overly aggressive head coach who just wanted to go for everything. If that dude kicks some field goals, Detroit. they are not in the Super Bowl. And I think I look at that part, too. We sit here and we go to day one, day one, but I think they won because of a lot of dumb decisions by like Dan Campbell. Just like we talk about the dude uh, Staley. Dan Cameron was very Staley-like in that game. He kicks those two field goals. San Fran is not even here.
0: I think sir, I, I I'll never understand not kicking the field goal to tie the game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um I here here's my problem, B. You always tell me, and you're a wise man. You have a giant head. Uh Lanfield, I meant to tell you this. We got into a taxi We had dinner at Prime Grill at I'm
3: glad you're saying this because I'm going to close it out with the best.
0: At Bellagio last night. And that place is out of this world. It was fantastic. Probably the best dirty martini I've ever had in my life. Yep. Um,
3: The best three I've had.
0: (laughs) I I backed off. I had one. I behaved and sound like butt, but whatever. Um, We got into a taxi landfill. This is important for you to know. And Brian legitimately couldn't get his head into the taxi cab, and he said to the driver, "Hey, sorry, man, I just got to figure out how to get my head in here. Now what?" One... <laughs> it wasn't a very big car, the car it
3: was tiny. It was like a Toyota. I said Camry. all of that, but 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 before he tried to slip slip that in, we walked into a place, and the the waitress said, "Hey, Brian. Hey, hey, Mike." Oh, I forgot your day. All I remember is ears. Hey, Ears.
0: <laughs> that's pretty good too. That did happen, but that was a setup by bees. Whereas this was just you. But she remembered to get that from head head the night before.
3: She remembered that from the night before, dude.
0: <laughs> um, that's all true. Uh, the lady did just call Louisiana. Me yeah. Um, that was at the, BetMGM Sports. Yeah. Booth. Um. Listen, I'm getting a a fair amount of commentary about your voice via social media about my voice uh, <laughs> i got a uh, commander Shug says jp's voice today after exploring las vegas is why the b mitch and finley show is bigger than sports sports comedy and occasional threats of violence <laughs> LOL. Keep me, occasional threats of violence <laughs> uh, Big B in D.C. said, good Lord, you and B. Mitch sound like you took your last drink 20 minutes ago. Do not add me with him. I
3: sound way better than J.P. Come you, on now.
0: You sound better, undeniably, yet got way less sleep. I, I like, went to bed.
3: Yeah, I mean, but just going to bed means nothing when you go to bed and you, you already did everything you're not supposed to do. I, dude, I didn't do anything bad. I told JP, you. JP, you were stumbling when I saw you last night. I went to the
0: Sphere, and I, I told I myself. I told you to mess up your equilibrium. I said, yo, I don't know what I'm in for here, so I'm not taking. There, there was no recreational substances. I just went and watched a the concert. There was vodka. Yeah. But that was yeah, <laughs> That was your recreational <laughs> substance. All right. We got a lot going on today. It's going to be a packed show. Will JP make it to 2 o'clock? I don't know. My flight's at 2. <laughs> get me the hell out of the desert. You're listening. Your
1: fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect co-worker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If any Anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum
4: cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by eucalypt speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3
0: 2023 shout out to bob biaggi checking in uh biaggi says bmich sounds normal you on the other hand um
3: Ready <laughs> to go bob
0: i don't know what it is about super bowl week uh, specifically, this city, Las Vegas. You know what I think it is, Brian. Are you aware that in the uh, the mid nineteenth century, probably pre Civil War, but as uh, me when I was in uh, elementary, school? well, it was you and Otto Graham playing Pop Warner. <laughs> um, I believe as tuberculosis was ravaging the country, okay. that a lot of people moved west to have cleaner air.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I think I'm the opposite. I, I think. I need East Coast dirty air.
3: I don't think air has anything to do you with get the force. me out here to
0: the desert. My voice just shot. Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's air though. Ah. <laughs> it's a lot of things, man. It's not air. My man Dwayne D Corby on Twitter says JP sounds like B Arthur with a sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, my wife is always thinking, always trying to help me, and I appreciate that. She told me to get some warm lemon water which is a terrific idea. Man, you learn.
3: Who do you think is going to get that for yeah. him? <laughs> you
0: the,
3: know what? I, I'm going to make sure he gets it. I'm going to find someone to get it for him.
0: I'm sure you are, B.
3: Yes, I will. Um, yeah, that, that little water machine over there sends out hot water.
0: Oh. Now, if there are lemons anywhere, that's a different story. I did not know that water machine over there had hot water. Yeah,
3: the, the, always the left side,
0: dude. Pull it out. From me. L- let me tell you something. There is probably a drink in my future with... Lemons and water in.
3: But it won't be warm.
0: <laughs> we'll find out. Um, I, I do want to... I, just, of,
3: I, I go with the said that you, you have to wake up in the morning and immediately take what you had the night
0: before. And it, it'll help you out. I don't um, think I can do that. Um, dude, so... I had an interesting conversation with Chris Sims yesterday. Uh-huh. I uh, I uh, Let's tell a cool story. So... We went to Prime Grill last night, which is up in Bellagio, which is a really fantastic dinner. Um, and we met at the sports book because it's just an easy set center meeting spot. And then it's on the way to where we had to walk to, et cetera. Uh-huh. And Chris Sims and Mike Florio were doing a podcast, I guess, from that sports book. And yeah. when we walked by, it was pretty cool. Chris. Who, who has known you for, I'm guessing, since he was a kid. Yeah. Um, he didn't like me for a while, he said. He said that. <laughs> but, but Chris said, as B was walking by, look at that. There goes greatness, the greatest return man that ever lived. And I then, B was trying to be oddly modest and walk, walk away. And I told him, I was like, dude, go up there and say hello. So B went up and said hello. Florio said hello. It was just a cool moment. I know that kind of stuff happens to you, but it was... It was genuine because it wasn't planned. We just stopped in there mm-hmm. to get drinks on our way to dinner. And I thought it was pretty cool. And I think you did too, if you'll allow yourself. No, I, I
3: did. I thought it was cool. It's like you love to hear what people think about you. And I think, uh, but you know me, I don't like to ever worry about it and and get, become the center of attention. Let's say it like that. <laughs> that it kind of, you get embarrassed about stuff
0: like that sometimes. I, I agree with that. Um, But here's the thing. I typically listen because he's not always right. He loved mm. Kellen Mond coming out of Texas AM, mm. right? <sighs> Kellen Mond is now, I think, on his third team and probably on a fast track to being out of the league. He's not always right, but he's not just regurgitating conventional wisdom. Yeah, yeah. And, and I applaud that. And one thing, on and off record, with mics and cameras on and just dudes hanging out in bars, a million people have come up to me this week here in Vegas where the whole NFL's kind of descended, but also kind of around the NFL, just text messages, mm-hmm. emails, DMs, whatever. I suppose an actual couple phone calls, those still exist. And by and large, people have said, yo, they, they you're going to love Dan Quinn. He's the right guy. He, they figured it out. This this is the right move. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm serious. And, and I'd say 85% of the feedback ha- has been that. So when Chris Sims yesterday kind of tells me the opposite and does it on the record, microphone in hand, it, it stands out to me. Mm-hmm. and I, I was doing uh, NBC4 TV all yesterday afternoon, and Sean Yancey, who you know, Sean is awesome and smart, and she kind of said, she's like, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And that's the truth. That's where yeah, everybody yeah, is. That's what i have been. And I have said that I'm kind of less interested at this point. I don't even know what day it is. February 8th? Today's February 8th, P. Happy February 8th. On February 8th, I am less. It's bleep you Thursday. Wow. I didn't even think about you that. You need to bleep your voice. Um, I, I'm, I'm less concerned, I guess, about the process that landed with Dan Quinn because they could tell us all day that this is what they had planned all along. They ain't telling the truth. Clearly something went sideways with Ben Johnson. And that doesn't necessarily mean. But, but, but think about it. The sideways could have just been the interview. Total, Yo, something went sideways. Yeah. I, think, I think lots of people are involved, including Ben Johnson. Mm-hmm. But clearly something happened there. It, it matters less to me because they've now hired Dan Quinn. He's filling out a staff, all of those things. I still have real questions about the hire. Now, having experienced Dan Quinn, talking to him feeling the energy he operates with. I think you can see why he'd be such an exciting candidate, Mm -hmm. especially for these dudes, Harris, particularly coming off the Ron era
2: where Ron
0: is a fairly subdued, stoic, stoic mechanical. And then you get Quinn. Who's the opposite. He's energetic and all over the place. I could see why that seems so intriguing. But I think you're probably I don't want to say lying, but I, I, I think you're I think you're fooling yourself a bit if you're now convinced, yo, this is it. They're set. Because we don't know.
3: Yeah, we don't know. And I think that that's the that's the best mindset to have. Like wait and see, don't know. Instead of just getting overly hyped or whatever. But I look at different people. Okay, Tony Dungy. When you saw Tony Dungy speaking and <clears throat> on the sideline, and he was stoic. You didn't see a lot of heat. energy, but you just saw how the players played. And I think Tony held people to a standard. And I can understand what Chris may be saying about Dan, but ultimately, everybody has whatever reason they believe this team hadn't been good. I believe the team had been good in the last four years. And some prior is because of accountability. And I'm talking about accountability from coaching staff. Before Ron, it was Jay, right? Yeah. You can't hold people accountable when you're not accountable. And then Ron (laughs) rolled in and wanted to be completely different. And I think he got to a point where he wanted to make everyone think he was the smartest man in the building to where he didn't even use energy. He had none with him. And the team... They took on that mindset. They became like less energetic. They became less willing to learn and willing to work. And it showed. At least Dan will come in and change that up. And I'm just expecting when you are held accountable, you put in more work, it naturally has to be better. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I I think that little bit like, Chris has a right for his opinion. But he's not here every day in that town and see what happens. I listen to a lot of national people say stuff. And the same things I tell you from the first day something happened, I stick by it, and then we find out it's the truth. They are just going with what they're told and what they see on the outskirts. Hell, we know the heartbeat. And just changing the dynamics – of how guys are held responsible and making them really push to be their best, that changes the whole way this game goes. And if they just do that, you expect a better team. But if you bring the same guys in and give them the same, you can screw up every game and I keep putting you on the field. Do you ever think you're wrong? We saw it. And we saw that over and over again.
0: It's um, I, I, we're gonna play the Chris Sims clip. If, I put it on. It was on NBC Four last night. If you haven't seen it, it's on my Twitter. Um, there's one specific angle that I want to discuss, and I'd like to lean on the chief BS officer of the program. We know. We know that Chris is very, very tight. With a certain coach that is coaching in the Super Bowl. What the hell am I talking about? Can you hear me? We'll find out when we return. It's P. mitchell Finland.
3: Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Last year at the Super Bowl, Ron, Ron, Rob Gronkowski went wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. Now he's back for the Kick of Destiny 2. And at this time, you can play along. All you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss. Get your free pick uh-huh. in right now. Because if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes his shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. Whether you're on team make or team miss, just head to FanDuel Sportsbook app and you'll get, get your pick in and it's absolutely free. Then tune in before the game to see Gronk's kick live. You'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets if you're right. New to FanDuel? Just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 106.7 Fan. You have to be 21 years old, than President of Virginia. No purchase necessary. $10 million prize pool to be split equally among all eligible participants who made the correct pick. Prize issued as a non-regardable bonus bet that expires seven days after the receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook.
0: Gambling problem? Call one 800 we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network
5: today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.
7: Tekovas is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tecovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media, and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com. that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, and point your toes west.
0: Gambler. Like this. Bow. Bow. Uh, everybody's got jokes about my voice. I feel like we're rebounding here. Um, shout out to B. Bizzle. Jeff, you might have to B. handle this. You might have to handle this, dude. B. Bizzle said that I'm a bitch-ass that's always trying to put on people that talk bad about the organization. Here's what I'll say, B. Bizzle. One, I'm not a bitch-ass. Find me at the Seven Eleven on MacArthur Boulevard. <laughs> two, <laughs> two, we have done nothing. Brian, I would say, but I talked to Matt Ryan, Bill Cowher, Charles Davis. We've had people throughout the week on this program, on NBC4, that have all been glowing reviews of the Dan Quinn hire, even though most people in the city were really upset when it happened. Everybody forgot about that. But now it's gotten to a situation where it's, you can't make fun of my family, only I can make fun of my family. And that's fine. I get it. But you've got to allow for dissenting voices, man. This is America. Yeah. Like, we're, we're not here to give you.
3: When you went into the interview, you didn't know what the hell Chris was going to say. No. And, and I, I don't know. I, I think some people just like to have certain mindsets, and they're mad at, at most things. But the ultimate thing is, I'll be honest, I expected, based off of what I heard locally I thought you would have a national mindset where it was worse. Hell, the national mindset is more positive about thing. I think a lot of
0: people must know him. Yeah. He's clearly an engaging individual, and I think that matters. But look, I want everybody to hear what Sims says, particularly the part where he says I might be wrong. Uh, my conversation with Chris Sims from yesterday.
5: I'm a big fan of Adam Peters. I mean, obviously. I mean, hey. Learned a little football in New England. Goes to San Francisco. Of course, a part of some great regimes there. So not only did he have some of those things in place, but he got to see Kyle and John Lynch do it. And, of course, a team that's kind of been at the pinnacle of football here, or at least very close to it, for four to the last five years. So let's go down a level. Adam
0: Peters hires Dan Quinn in a very wonky back-and-forth coaching, sir.
5: Yes, right. It was wonky. There's no question about that. Uh, I'd be lying to you if I to tell you that I'm, like, super excited about the Dan Quinn hire. Hey, the first thing is I'm not a big fan of hiring people within the division, right? Oh, we're going to hire a guy that like just worked with one of our arch rivals and they know all the things and practice against them for three years straight. And now we're going to play them twice a year, right? That to me is like advantage Cowboys in that department, let alone, you know, again, Dan has done a really good job on the defensive side of the ball with that, the Dallas Cowboys, but you know, all in all, I'm just a little shocked I think that he's gotten a second chance this quickly. I will say. I mean, barely above 500 with the Falcons. I thought the best thing they did about that football team was having Kyle Shanahan as the offensive coordinator. It kind of fell apart after that, right? You know, he's a defensive coach. They had a 28 to 3 lead, you know, Shanahan gets blamed for some reason and Dan Quinn supposed to one, this coaches the defense supposed to stop that, you know, from the things I know and and people out there, you know, it feels certainly that Ben Johnson was choice one. It feels like Mike McDonald was choice number two. And then it got to Dan Quinn, right? But I listen, I, you know, this isn't personal. It's a tough thing about my job. I'm trying to be honest and give you that. Yeah, it doesn't mean it won't work. It doesn't mean maybe I'm wrong about what I'm saying, right? Dan Quinn may, he, now he, he showed me he evolved a little bit defensively from Atlanta to Dallas. Now maybe he'll show me he devolved, he evolved in being a head coach.
0: So I think the qualification there where it's like, yeah, we'll see, you know, people can evolve, people can change, people can get better, people can get worse. I just think it's important to point out that one person is not celebrating this thing. And I think a lot of people in D.C. felt that way before and have just changed their mind, understandably, because now he's here and what else are you going to do? Yeah. But there are I, real questions to ask. It's
3: questions to ask, and I think ultimately you gotta let him go out and do his job, but what what I what I'm lost on is how we can sit up here and praise one guy and 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 re- re- release him of all blame. Yeah, they were up twenty eight three. Twenty eight three. That mean that Dan Quinn's defense was shutting down Tom Brady, right? But you kept throwing the football, three and out, turn it over. What happens to a defense that has an offense that doesn't have sustained drives? They get tired, right? So as much as they want to, the people that don't like Dan want to focus, throw the focus on him, Kyle was as blatantly responsible as Dan because the way his offense ran, your defense was on the field most of the time. And still, Kyle doesn't get that love. You go, you, I mean, get that 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 hate coming at him.
0: You take him again. He does. I, I do think Kyle. Two years he, ago, here's a lot about twenty. They were in the Super Bowl, three. okay? Yeah,
3: they were up by ten four in the a quarter. They lost that game too, right? Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, people give Kyle all the credit for how good that team that team was, and they give Dan all the, the blame for how bad it was. One thing—it was damn sure uh, a combination.
0: I, I agree with that. One thing that does stand out to me, and and everybody may not be aware of this, Chris and Kyle played together at University of Texas. They're yeah, extremely don't they close have, friends. they uh, have tattoos on yeah. each other's leg. They're extremely uh. close friends. I find it, frankly, a little surprising, that Kyle has gone out of his way to be effusive in his praise of DQ. Kyle obviously worked with Adam Peters till about a month ago. Kyle is Kyle is the conduit to Peters and Quinn connecting, is my guess.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I find it a little surprising how hard Chris will go about Dan. And, and I thought he did it right by saying, hey, who knows what will happen. Wrong. Yeah. But that stood out to me, too, as a guy that really knows Kyle well and is then kind of saying that.
3: Is he, like, like what we do as friends, okay? If someone comes and they're saying something about you, but I know differently, I'm going to defend it without saying I'm defending it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe that's what he's doing. He's had conversations, personal conversations with Kyle, and he's repeating what Kyle told him. And a lot of I think people have to understand that in this business, when you constantly talk to someone, you become real cool with them, you know what they feel about something. And if they're really cool with you, you naturally defend them without knowing you even doing it. It's a subconscious act.
0: I agree with that. And that
3: could be exactly what he was doing. But the ultimate thing is, if I'm up 28-3 in the Super Bowl against a Tom Brady and Bill Belichick-led team, but if you keep giving them chances because you're three and out, and turning it over. That's going to give that team a chance to come back. Because my defense will get tired.
0: Dan Kaplan, sports business expert, joins us next. I want to talk Super Bowl in Vegas. How much the world has shifted from a scenario where you could never even mention gambling. How are we going Blake,
3: to spend this $23 billion they going to be...
0: There's a lot I want to talk about. Yes. Orioles just got sold. What might happen with the naming rights? We're going to talk a little stadium. We're going to talk a lot of things on B. and Finley. Don't go anywhere.